Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth from Time to BS. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. And I got something to tell you all today. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one simple place. Let me explain before we start the show. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one simple place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the show. Time to BS, a U Stadium podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to. Jeez, we've done 50 episodes of this crap, have we really? So, <laughs> uh, so uh, doing something a little differently today. Um, I won't go into details of what, but. Because that's none of my business. But uh, I swore to myself that I would uh, do time to be as you know as not just a sports show, but also a show uh, to where people could speak their mind and what's on their mind or what's bothering them or whatever. Sort of like you know, like talk show kind of, sort of like Doctor Phil, but not really. Uh, the point is. Kyle is here. Uh, he specifically requested that we would uh, that we would do this, the two of us. Um, again, I don't I don't know anything, so this is all real. Well, I, I can say it like this: um, everything we do in life, everything we put into our bodies, every day we wake up and we choose a task to do. There's a cause and effect of everything you do. Yep. Sometimes the effects is losing somebody close to you. Sometimes the effects is losing yourself. Sometimes the effects is putting on some weight. Sometimes the effects are developing an addiction. Yep. The only person that you can truly look to for anything in life at all for anything ever the only person that can help you is God if you don't live for God you'll never truly find happiness and I used to laugh at it I used to scoff at it I've been an atheist for 34 years how can I wake up one day and say hey I found God I'm a God guy now it's it's not like that but you feel a connection to something you've never felt before and it's your responsibility as a human being to explore that avenue. So that's kind of where I'm coming from right now. But 
what I really want to talk about is motivations in life. I can speak for that. I can speak for that myself because those who've been through those who've been through rock bottom or those who've been through darkest points, there's only one way to go but up. At this point, oh, I I completely believe that. I'm I'm not a I'm not a religious man. I'm fond of it, but I'm not. I'm more of a spiritual person myself, so I completely understand where you're coming from. I can I can advise anybody to find God and to go to that path. All I can say is that. If you were to, at the end of the day, you would be a happier person. You would be less angry. You would be on Facebook less arguing politics. You would be more understanding of not only yourself, but everything that surrounds you. And that's the last I'm going to touch on God because that's a, it's a touchy subject for people and a lot of people don't want to hear it and they don't want to do that. But what I can touch on is motivations in life. And it is all connected to God. But we're not going to explain that ever. So, oh, let's start with me. I'm 34 years old, and I don't think that I've experienced a day on this planet since I was 14 years old without a chemical in my body, without a cigarette, without a hit of weed, without alcohol. What's been one of those three, three things has been a constant in my life. And it's done nothing but hurt. We all want to say, I'm not going to get lung cancer from a pack of cigarettes. No, but that pack of cigarettes that turns into another pack, which turns into 10 packs, which turns into 100 packs, which turns into 1,000 packs will. I'm not going to be an alcoholic because I have that one beer. But you're going to get a taste for that beer. And you're going to want another beer. Then you're going to have another beer. And that's going to go into another beer. The next thing you know, you're drunk. Are you going to die from being drunk? Absolutely not. Are you going to make decisions that aren't going to help your your life while you're drunk? Absolutely. You could never do anything drunk better than what you would sober. So then I ask myself, then what's the point? If none of these things are, if all these things are just going to set me back and not push me forward, why am I going to put alcohol into my body? Why am I going to feel good for a couple minutes? And then I'm going to wake up feeling worse for longer? You're only you. You're only one person. Exactly. There's not but There's not a more important person in life than yourself. I, I went through something the other day. I, I'll be honest, my girlfriend left me. That's, you know, it's, everybody's been there. It's happened to everybody. It's Don't a be. fact of life. You know, I hope to God that it's not permanently over and I hope that she sees the person that I'm going to grow into and be and and maybe we can work it out. If not, that's God's will and it's going to play out the way it's going to play out. But the point is, is is why? Why would would somebody after three years wake up and decide, I don't want to do this anymore with no signs or anything like it? I'll explain why, because the causes and effects. When I sit in a room and I smoke, 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 eat, 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 and I'm not doing anything to progress my life, you get nowhere. And we're all guilty of this. We're all sinners. We all have things. We all eat that extra nugget when we're not supposed to. We all have those extra fries when we're not supposed to. That slice of cheese we're not supposed to have. And it's the same thing with substances and addictions. 
it's always in the back of your mind like man i really shouldn't but it's not going to kill me if i do it's that mindset that has held me back for 22 years and it took this for me to really just i just had i when it happened i was so lost i'm just so i don't a part of me is destroyed. I have nowhere to go, nowhere to look to. Who can I talk to that, who can I go to? Nobody, because nobody understands truly what my relationship was except her. And I obviously can't go to her. So then I went to God. And I developed a feeling of a connection that I've never felt before with anything ever. And it gave me a sense of peace. No, I'm not angry. I'm not bitter. I'm not upset. I'm not depressed. I'm motivated. I'm motivated to be the best person I can possibly be while I'm on this planet. And I haven't done that ever. I've sat and I've always put something in my body, whether it be a bad food or 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 a cigarette or a joint or alcohol or whatever the fuck it may be. I've always had a crutch. I've never just been caught. It's never just been Kyle. It's always been a substance or something controlling Kyle, uh, um, a craving, a want for something. These aren't dreams. These aren't aspirations. These are our wants. You know, it's not your dream to have a beer. It's not your dream to have a cigarette. It's your want to do that. So I'm basically trying to eliminate all of my wants. I want to want for nothing. I want to want nothing. I want to wake up every day like this is me. I'm going to be me. I'm going to do what I need to do today to advance my life and not want for anything. Not have a hard day at work and be like I need a fucking beer. I need a smoke or this is stressing me out and I need this. No, I should be able in my own mind be like, okay, this is stress. It's okay. Calm down. We'll handle this. We'll move on and we'll be better for it. I've never broken things down into my head like that. I've always broke it down like my boss just yelled at me. Guy, I got to run outside and have a cigarette. Calm myself down. Get the stress off. And it works because I've trained myself over the years to think and believe that when I put that cigarette and I draw it and the nicotine enters my bloodstream, that it brings me down. It calms me down. But in actuality, it's raising my blood pressure. It's making me crave for it more often and need it more. It's changing my brain patterns and waves to make me want it and crave it and be addicted to it because that's their plan. They want you to be. That's how they make money. The cigarette industry would be broke if there was no such thing as addiction. Nobody would smoke cigarettes if you didn't get addicted to it. They're disgusting. Nobody would smoke. If they didn't have an addiction and feel they have to have that nicotine in their body, cigarettes wouldn't be a cool thing to smoke outside of a bar or anywhere. It's people's wants and their feelings and and the reactions to situations that, that make them need these things. And I'm guilty of this. I'm very guilty of this. I've been guilty of this for 22 years. I have not... I've been my own worst enemy. And I've been an enemy to God. 
because I've rejected him and I've never accepted him and I've never even gave it a chance. I never even read up on it. How could I say no to something that I didn't even educate myself on? And now it's like, you know, I listened to, I, it just came on. I was watching TV and I was watching YouTube and the next video loaded up and all of a sudden, Matthew McConaughey's on the screen. All right, all right, all right. He's on the screen and he's talking. And he's talking about life and he's talking about happiness and how you never fully achieve happiness because you always set another bar higher for your happiness. So when you achieve happiness, you're happy for a second, but hey, now I want this and that's gonna make me happy. So you're never fully truly fulfilled, but joy. Joy will give you happiness. Joy is a constant happiness. Joy is a feeling that you have that, that, you, that you give to yourself that, oh, you, you see something beautiful while walking or, or you have a certain smell that hits your nose of like fresh laundry and it brings you a kind of happiness, a kind of a joy. That's a whole different feeling from happy. And self-love goes a long way, man. Self-love goes a long fucking way. It really does. I can tell, so, I can tell you for a fact that um, I, used to, um, I used to think of myself for the longest time that I, I didn't have a place to go. I always thought, you know, everyone's better than me, you know, how can I, but every, I I'm, I'm in rock bottom. Yeah, thoughts. everyone has those moments, yeah. I'm, it's no, it'd be, you'd be a freak of nature to think that you're, that you've never had those thoughts before. Everyone has those. You it would happens. be a sociopath. Every, everyone would, has you those. You would be a narcissistic sociopath. If you think that, if you for never a second doubted yourself uh, or put somebody on a pedestal over yourself and doubted yourself you wouldn't be a human being we're all human we're all sinners we all make mistakes we are all human no but one's what perfect what we need to know is that human beings are extraordinary and to say that look around the world around you this was built essentially in three four hundred years yep Humans have been around for thousands. But the more we educate ourselves, the more we learn, the more we better ourselves, the more things we create, the more things we create is the more things that opportunities open, doors open to create more things. You have rubber, which led to tires. And you have plastics that led to a million things. We discovered those things that snowballed into other things. So we do things now that we thought 100, 200 years ago were impossible. If you went to somebody 200 years ago and said, oh, I got to go. I'm about to hop on a flight and fly through the sky at 200 miles an hour. They look at you like you were a fucking superhuman or you were some kind of god. Because the, the, the thought of flying in their mind would never even be there. Human beings are so extraordinary, there's really nothing we can't do. I mean, besides breaking the laws of gravity and physics, which even sometimes happens, sometimes things happen that aren't explained, that you can't explain. Nope. And we have so little, like, we haven't even unlocked a percent of what's out there even in the universe 
we are this. We are a little dot on the map. And if we were moved one inch to the left, one inch to the right, we'd all be dead. Never thought of it that way. It's a fact. The Earth, in, in, in compared to the entire galaxy and all of the galaxies and the infinite of space, is a speck. Is literally a speck. And if that speck was to the left or right, even a fraction of an inch, everybody on the planet would be dead. Yep. That's God's will. That's God's work, but I'm not going to get into that. I'm just saying, when you think of things like that, when you're sitting there and saying, oh, man, I need a new job, and I need to make a good living for myself. Be happy with yourself and what you have. It's a it's impossible to find. That's what you're thinking in your head. Yep. You'd be happy with instead yourself of, and what you have. Instead of thinking like that, what we need to be thinking like is, okay, this is my goal. I want to create a career for myself I can be proud of and I can make money and support a family with. So I'm going to start working towards that and I'm going to do every single thing I can towards that goal. And I guarantee you, you will reach that goal. So go wait out on a line outside of a union you want to get into. Set up camp. Wait there beyond everybody else. You don't get it, go back the next fucking time it opens. You see a line out there that's long, you wait. You do it. You put the work in. And if it doesn't work, guess what? You get up and do it again. Because yep. that's all you can do. Because while you sit still... And you're sitting on your ass, and you're having that beer, and you're catering your, your your demons. There's somebody else out there working that ass off that's gonna take that spot. There's a quote that I always, that I wrote down for myself. We all have demons that put us in cages. We put those same demons in a stronger cage. Everyone's got demons, you know. See, and that's it reminds me of another thing that Matthew McConaughey said. He said that you have a good wolf and you have a bad wolf. Yep. And the the trick here is is to feed the good wolf a little more. Yep. Feed the good wolf more than the bad wolf. You're always gonna need a bad wolf, but you need to feed the good wolf more. Indeed. And I've done a very poor job of that. Hey. I'll be the first to admit it. It's, I'm embarrassed of how I've acted my virtually my entire life. Well, I can tell I've you, been, like your life in the end, you what what you decide to do. I can't tell you how to run your life, because in the end, I mean, you're. I, I'll tell this to my to, when I eventually have kids. I can't tell my kids or anyone how to run their life because I'm not the one controlling them. I can't control true. anyone. That's not how the I only, am. The only person who could speak to you and tell you how to live your life is God. That's it. Yep. Not your parents, not your, your friends, not your children, not anybody can tell you how to live your life. Nope. Except for God. Because he's going to get you, he has you on a path that you're going to go to. And you're either going to make the best of yourself, or you're going to squander your time here. And I've squandered a lot of time here. And I regret that. And I regret the way I've acted through my whole life. It's pretty hard, man. It's pretty no, hard I to believe wake that. Up it's hard to wake up one day and look back on 34 years and be like, 
what the fuck did I do? What a mistake I made. Like, I, I've been arrogant. I've been conceited. I've been narcissistic. I've been selfish. I've been unproductive. I've been lazy. I've been lackadaisical. I've been everything in the book except motivated, except clean, except positive, except putting myself first and 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 really bettering myself. I never even have. I I've worked on myself. I've gotten in shape. I've quit smoking, but for what reasons? Because I don't want to die of lung cancer. Is that the reason? that I do it or is it because I don't want to rely on something to make me feel away yep. and it's the same thing with weed and alcohol I don't want something I don't want to be like I need this to feel this way so I can be happy you don't need something to make you happy you yourself make you happy absolutely I, I tell the, listen I admit myself I'll have I'll have a drink of alcohol every now and then, but I remind myself, hey, don't let this make you happy. Don't let something so small define you in a way, in a way in life so big. That's that's why I look at my first tattoo. My my first tattoo on my wrist says "fighter." It sounds obscure. Sounds super cliche. It is. It's very cliche, but. I always make sure that I don't let something so small define me in a life so big. Because then what's the point? What's the point? I've Bro. dealt with I've dealt with this I've dealt with, you know, the I I've two years old I was diagnosed with autism. I was diagnosed on the autism spectrum at two years old. And I've spoken this story to a lot of people. I don't think I've I've spoken this story before on the podcast. I, but, I haven't heard it. So you never heard this story? No. So, yeah, this is a first. I never told you. Um, no, at two years old, I was diagnosed. Well, the correct diagnosis is PDD-NOS, which is on the autism spectrum. Okay. All my all my life, I was, you know, up until very recently, I let that bother me. and let that get to me. And it probably, those thoughts could have killed me. Those thoughts brought me into a deep, patch of darkness that I probably should never have came out of but it took me years upon years of training myself to to teach myself to hey don't let something so small define you in a life so big took a lot of help took a lot of you know a lot of paint a lot of help but a lot of pain and probably a lot of you know bad thoughts there are times where you know i look back and say jeez that was me and i do thank a lot of people and a lot of people that have helped me out to realize that hey like and i was bullied a lot i was bullied a fuck ton like i got into a lot of fights in high school i got i was bullied a bunch of times because you know People saw me as, you know, the not normal kid, quote unquote. Kids you know, are cruel, man. Kids are cruel. It's kids, bullied. we've all been bullied. Yeah, we've all been bullied. I'm not the first person to be bullied. I won't be the last. No. But I will not. I will always look back and say, "Damn, how far I've came!" And you know, you know, every time I think I tell this story, I try my hardest not to cry my ass off because you know. I'm 22 years old. I'm alive today. I thought I would never be in this position. 
to, you know, have my own place, you know, have the friends and the family that I have. And I always think of it as, um, don't let something so small define you in a way so big. Sorry, man. Yeah. It's all right. Hey, we all have our struggles. Fuck. We're, we're, we're all imperfect people at the end of the day. No one's we're perfect. Sinners. We're all imperfect. No one's perfect. We all make mistakes and we all have mistakes and we all have things stacked against us. There's not one person in this world that walks around that doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. Nope. His chip on his shoulder may not be the same chip you're carrying, but there's a chip. Everybody has a chip. It's Everybody the same chip. has something that they push towards, towards they strive for. Some people put more effort in than other people. Some people have a bigger chip. Some people have a smaller chip. Some people are content with some things that other people aren't content with. Yep. For instance, if I had $7 million and I was able to retire, I might be okay with that. I might be, I'm a person that takes up hobbies and that can enjoy spending that time. But then there are other people who constantly need to work and make more because that's fulfilling to them. They like the work. They like the chase. They like the thrill. They like to get it. So they wouldn't be content with that $7 million. They would take that $7 million, How am I going to turn this into $100 million? Instead mm-hmm. of, I have seven million. Yep. So we all have different chips. We all have different motivations. We all have different feelings. Now, I look at myself one way when I look into a mirror. But if I'm standing in front of somebody, is the person standing across from me going to see the same thing I see when I look into a mirror? No. They're going to see you differently because you behave differently than how you do in your head. You say and do and your actions and everything are, how do I put it, uh, they're, they're okayed by you. They're, basically, our actions are, are con- and everything else and all the consequences that with it, in our head, they're justified. As to somebody else, they're not. That guy sitting in a shack cooking meth right now, in his head... He's saying, I'm getting a drug that I want, that I want to put in my body, and I need money, and I'm going to make money off this. And that justifies him doing it. But somebody else looking in, like, oh, my God, he's putting that in his body. Oh, my God, he's going to get arrested. Oh, my God, that's so self-destructive. How could anybody be okay with that? That's not justified to them because they're not that person with those thoughts and those justifications. As in me, as in you, you're okay having a sip of alcohol. I'm not anymore. I can't be okay with that. I'm happy for you for that. I can't be okay with putting something into my body now that is not going to help me. Because I'm at a point in my life where I've hit a crossroads to where it's like, okay, Kyle, you're going to sit back and let life swallow you up or are you going to step up and do something and, and make yourself somebody? Yep. And I had a friend tell me this for years said watch the motivational videos read the books there's nothing you can't do it's just you choose not to do it and i always brush them off well your truth isn't my truth my truth is my truth your truth is your truth i'm not you i don't think like you i don't have to think like him i don't have to be like him i just have to be motivated for my personal thought what do i want what am i setting out to get how am i going to get that for myself these are the realities that I'm, I'm, I'm 
discovering. And it's giving me an odd calm and ease to my life to where I'm starting to figure it out. I need to be a better human being than what I have been. And it all starts on the inside. And you work your way out to the outside. And then you do it in your social friends. And you're like, I've been texting people today, just about everybody. I'm not even through. And I've just been apologizing to them. Like, look, I'm sorry for the way I've acted all these years. And I'm sorry that I've had narcissism and I've had bad thoughts go through my head that I have voiced out. And I have been a dickhead to people because I'm imperfect. I'm not God. I'm not the son of God. I'm a picture of God. We're all just a picture of him. We're painted in his image. So we do have our flaws and we do have our sins. Everybody's sins. Everybody's a sinner. Nothing. There's nothing, no way you can live your life without sin. It's going to happen. But that shouldn't stop you from trying your hardest. Shouldn't stop you for... for trying to do the best you can you know what you're gonna sit there you're gonna wake up one day and you're gonna say oh man i'm off today let me just sit in my bed and sleep nope and sleep and rest up i need to rest i'm beat down from work i'm beat down from work this and that or you can get up on that day off walk around try and help somebody see somebody in need help them out go to a church say hey can i help you with anything go to a blood bank donate some blood shouldn't need to we shouldn't have to be forced into doing nice things and we live in a fucked up world right now we live in a world where everybody's out each other's throats so instead of thinking that we're all painted in god's image we're saying well i was painted white i was painted black so now we hate each other. We're, we're at odds. We're not the same. But according to God, we are all the same. It's just how you act. It's how you behave. It's how you carry it. It's, it's what you do. There's trashy white people who sin and are have addictions and, and live lifestyles that uh, are disgusting to us and we can't even can't even comprehend and there are black people who do the same thing and then there's people in the middle and then there's people who found god and walk with purpose and have motivations in life to do that those are usually the most successful people if you notice it's the most successful people that have the least amount of opinions on this you don't see fucking bill gates coming out talking about any of this unless he's trying to sell more of his products nope you don't see Barack Obama standing in front of a rally of 2,000 people trying to, to right the ship and, and, and put something. No, he's busy doing his own things. And you can't blame him because it's not his responsibility to fix everybody in society. It's everybody's personal responsibility to be the best person they can be while they're here. And a lot of us, we all take advantage of that. At some point or another, we all do it. We all take advantage of that. We take advantage of what God's provided us. We take advantage of everything that we have that we're given. And we sleep on ourselves to where we, we associate it in our head and make it okay to do. But it's not okay to do. It's a waste. 
every second we're not doing something to make ourselves better is a waste. Sitting here, playing a fucking video game all day and night is a waste. Play a game for 15 minutes. Get that joy. Win the game. Be like, awesome. All right. I I, I got a little motivation. I, I beat that guy. I'm good. And then shut it off and go do something. Yep. The waste of melt-away days. I mean, I I don't sit in my house at all, at all, since I've had these awakenings. I'm either out running, working out, or watching videos or reading to educate myself. Those are the only things I'm doing now on my spare time. You did a fucking complete 180 since last night. You did I a woke compl- up today a different... And, and, and the crazy part is... is I've said things like this before. You never acted on it, though. I've carried it out. I've even carried it out for a week or two at a time. So when I tell people this, it's the classic... There's only two people that really even believe me. And those are two people who found God and changed their lives. So when I tell people this, it's it's like... Uh, even my... Uh, I, I can't even call her my ex. It just doesn't feel right to don't say, but, don't just don't if it's if it's gonna piss her, you off don't do it i can see and she's probably reading these messages from me like huh i heard that song and dance before and huh yeah like you haven't said that 400 fucking times while we were together well i will tell you so this right now is it's not yeah. the same feeling i will I tell you yeah exactly things. like if you i hate to interrupt you but like if you See if you are willing to do whatever it takes, like to make to get yourself moving forward, and that includes you know winning her back. To like, hey, do whatever you want to do. That's it's not even about winning her back. No, it's no, but it's about, changing. It's about being the best human being. I that's be. what I was and saying. I that's think... what I was saying. Like, if it includes, if it do whatever it takes to make you a better person and to like succeed and to excel and get yourself motivated to how you want to live your life, even if that includes winning her back, then do whatever you want to do because is that no is your winning, life. There is no winning her back. There's me doing what I have to do for myself and being the best person possible. And hopefully she sees that the person that I turn into, hopefully she sees that I'm going to be this person. And this isn't a phase. This isn't a, just a reaction to something that happened to me. Because it's easy to say that. And it's easy to sit here when something just happens and I'm depressed. And then one month down the road when things are starting to normal out for me to fall back into my same patterns. That will not happen. Nope. That will not happen. Because there's a mindset I that you have. And there's a connection to something now. So when I would sit there and smoke a cigarette, I'd be like, oh, man. I hope she doesn't smell it on my breath. She's going to get mad and and I'm going to have to explain that. And I'm going to have to explain I'm going to have to get I'm going to get bitched at. That was my train of thought. Now it's like, okay, I was put on this earth with clean lungs. And now I'm inhaling a toxin that I know that's going to destroy the lungs that God gave me while other people are out there who need a lung who don't even smoke. And yep. I'm out here self-sabotaging myself. How do I make that right in the eyes of God? I can't. I can't justify it. 
I can't justify ever smoking a cigarette again. I can't justify ever smoking weed again. I can't justify ever drinking again. And it's crazy to say that I would say that for somebody who's done it as long as I have, but I just can't justify it anymore because I have a connection now to where it's no longer my own conscience. It's no longer let me appease Kyle. Let me live for Kyle. Let Kyle, of course, self-help is great. But you're not working to, for yourself. You're working for God. And in his image. You're working for him. This is not your body. This is a rental. So now if you rent the car from Enterprise, are you going to take a fucking sledgehammer to the doors and, and the mirrors and all that? No, because you're eventually going to pay for that rent. Yeah. Okay? Same thing with your body. Every drink, every cigarette, every hit of weed is a sledgehammer to my door. I have to pay for those dents at the end. How many dents and dings do I want to put in that car? Not a lot. And I've already smashed up half of it. You have another half. You know, you have another half of a car to Not make that only car that, right. I can start popping out the dents. That I too. Can start helping people. I can start doing good in my community. I can start working towards my goals. That too. That too. And then I can be somebody I can be proud of. And I can be a better man to to her. I can be a better man to her. I can give her the things that she deserves that I should have gave her from the fucking start. The things that I should have done initially, I will be able to achieve and do. And then I can feel good about myself. Yeah. And then she can feel good about me as well. Yep. But I haven't done that. Hey. And anybody who, who goes through this, it's easy to sit there and be like, well, the other person's not perfect oh. either. I can't do that. Nope. Everybody has their flaws. Like I said, we're all painted in an image. We're not the image. So nope. obviously she's not perfect. But she didn't do the things I did. She didn't self-sabotage the way I did. Nope. And I also never brought her up. I never motivated her. I never thought like this. So it's like, so now when it clicks off, it's like, I should be, I should have been encouraging. I should have been pushing her to be better. I should have been talking to her like I'm talking to you right now. The whole time, I should have been next to her Sunday at church. And I wasn't. And I absolutely deserve everything that happened. But now it's up to me. To make yourself a better I, person. It's up to me now. Yep. Am I going to be the man that I think I can be? Am I going to be the man that I want to grow into and 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 better myself and be the best human being I could possibly be while I'm on this earth until God takes me home? Or do I want to fall into the same vices and 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 live a life of despair and never really truly be happy and never really truly be filled and never be able to fulfill anybody else's life or to give them happiness i needed what happened to happen yep now you did. this all had to happen god has a plan for every single one of us this is going to according to his plan but the old kyle would have sat back cried like a bitch went out, found a new girl, moved on. Fuck it. That's the easy thing to do, right? 
Yep. The easy thing to do is to cry it out, move on, accept no fault and blame, and say, well, you know, that's just not a match for me. That's just not a match for me, and I'll find one that is and move on. But that's not the case. The case is I had something I had something amazing right in front of me. I had this beautiful plant right in front of me, and I didn't water it, and I didn't feed it, and I let it die in front of my eyes. And then I wonder, and I'm sitting there the whole time wondering, well, why is this plant dying? Because I'm not watering and feeding it. Nope. I'm feeding the bad wolf, not the good wolf. I'll tell you what's... Can I sit here and say that this is, has any, this has absolutely, she's of no fault. Who, why would I be mad at her for trying to make herself happy? If she's not happy with me right now, how can I be mad at her for trying to do what's best for her? When right now I'm sitting here and I want to do what's best for me. Fair point. Hey, listen, I got a great story to tell you, but uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you on the break because right okay. now we, we got, we got to take a break. Hey guys, it's Dan. Thanks for listening to episode 50 of Time to BS Podcast. Um, originally I wanted to do this disclaimer after the episode or before the episode, but fuck it, I'll do it in the middle uh, during an intermission. So, for those of you who know me through U Stadium will know that over the last two years I've done an NFL preview series. Uh, different, we're going to do something differently this year. I'm still going to post them. On U Stadium, um, all 32 teams individually throughout the month of August and the first week of September. But for those of you who actually want, for those of you who listen to the show and want to like actually hear me do the preview, and my, Kyle and Mike as well, uh, for every episode that we do throughout the rest of the next couple months before the NFL season starts. Um, we'll be sure to include a NFL division. So, like, for one episode, we'll preview the AFC East. For another episode, we'll preview the NFC West. You get the point. So, we're going to try and do it as as much as we possibly can before the actual season starts uh, in the first Thursday of September. So, hopefully, the, the NFL season will be on schedule. Please. I beg of you, football gods. Um, but as now, that's enough of me talking. So, back to the show. It's time to BS a U Stadium podcast. And we're back. Um, 
So we're gonna talk about pride. Okay? We're gonna talk about pride. Yep. What is pride to you? Pride to me is knowing that I got the job done. That voice cracked though. Knowing that I had that I did the job right and that I got the job done on my terms. Is the job ever really done? Nope. Are you going to get another job? Nope. It's, it's never, never done. done. You're it's, only, it's only up to you to make things better. You can okay. only get better from there. Okay. Pride. With pride comes foolishness. With pride comes arrogance. With pride comes narcissism. Of course, you can be proud of yourself and who you are. But that's not really pride. That's a whole different emotion. That's a good feeling. It's a good feeling to know that you've done good. I guess you could say it's a pride. But pride also has a complete other reaction in your life. See, I'm sure everybody's been in a fight with somebody, uh, whether it's a girl or an argument with some on the internet or whatever it is it's your pride that when they say something to you you feel you have to attack back I gotta say something back or I gotta make my point because my point is right their point is wrong that's pride that's foolish it's narcissistic we all need to bury our prides we need to have no pride and that's crazy to say but who are we just images of God. Compared to God, we're nothing. We're specks. We're ants. We're nothing. We're just another person. Just another number. That's why it's your job to do the best you can while you're here. Yep. You don't want to waste that number. But to sit here and say, I'm the best at this. I'm the greatest at that. I'm the best at this. You're never the greatest. It's a fool's pride. It's a fool's pride because, number one, God will beat you in anything you think you can do. Anything you can do, he can beat you. And if he can't, he can take it right away from you. Yep. It's it's You need to be humble. Humble. Something that I've never done in my life. I've never been humble about anything. And it's one of the most embarrassing things I have to look back on now. Even when I played football. It was all about me, 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 me. I'm going to go out and catch the ball. I'm going to go have 100 yards. I'm going to go score a touchdown. I'm going to win the game. I'm going to do this. Me, 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 me. Humbleness would be like team, 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 team. Yep. I always think of it this way. A wise man a wise man knows nothing. A fool knows everything. Absolutely. Yep. And it... Pride can be a very dangerous thing, and it's 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 what's putting our country in the situation we are right now. There are people that have white pride that want to blame black people for everything, and there are black people with black pride who want to blame white people for everything. Meanwhile, God's up there blaming all of us for everything, because rightfully so, we're doing nothing to help. We're doing nothing to better ourselves. With comes one step forward, comes a bro- a bunch of broken windows and a- and murders. And we're lucky he hasn't cleansed the earth like he did when he gave Noah an ark. We're lucky we haven't been cleansed. 
But we're headed there. At this rate, we're headed there fast. Oh, yeah. But that's not something I even... I did, it's a little extremist for me to get into these points, especially when I'm new to this. I'm very new to this. This is literally a day's work of learning. I have so much to learn. I know literally nothing right now. And everything that I've thought through my life that I've learned is is nothing. It doesn't matter. Because I never educated on myself with the one true thing that's important. Is religion and myself. Is God and myself. My relationship with God and me. I never learned about that. I never I, I never went to Sundays. I never went to my parents gave me the choice and I chose not to. Biggest mistake of my life. You I look back your now in embarrassment of how I've acted my whole life. And that's a tough thing to do. I'm not going to lie. No. It's very humbling to look back and be like, oh, my God, I acted like this. Yeah. And, oh, my God, I said that. Why? Why would I say that? Because I had a reaction to, to somebody saying this. Yep. Why, have the, why even have the reaction? Is that person God? No. Then I don't have to explain shit to them. Nope. I'm entitled to my freedoms, my opinions, and all that, but we have no freedoms and no amendments and no nothing because everything you do, you'll be judged for at the end. It's a scary thought for me because as of right now, I'm... I got a one-way ticket deep down south. So I have to spend the rest of my life finding a way to pull myself back up towards the light. And I'm glad that I found this. And I'm glad that I feel this way. Hey. And I think my, if Mike listens to this podcast, I think he'll agree with me. I was about to say, like, the, where the hell is Mike? Like, get his ass on here. But, I mean, but if your goal was just the two of us talking, that's that's perfectly fine because, I mean, know, if he's available, he can come on. I mean, we got to wrap this up anyway. It's been like, what? Well, because uh, we're almost seven minutes in into segment two. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah, we got plenty of fucking time. I mean, yeah. I mean, I so, did. I did a disclaimer in between intermissions because uh, there was something that I did want to, you know, talked about like sports related. But uh, so like we do, it's, it's it's sport. I'll tell you. I'll tell you when we're done recording. I had all these, uh, all this hate built up. Yep. For everything and everyone. I mean, if you pointed out anybody, I I would be able to tell you what's bad about them before what's good about them. Yoda taught us. Yoda taught us a thing. That's a thing. You and I are big Star Wars fans, right? Yes. You Yoda taught us the one thing as you look back on it now. Hence why I'm getting a tattoo. Hence why I'm getting that quote tattooed on my forearm eventually. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. There you go. Yep, and you know you never look back at it and say, "Hey, like that's just you know a silly old man, you know, talking talking bullshit." But you know, as you think back, you know, as you think back, you say to yourself, "Hey, like you know, he actually knew what he was talking about." Because those who have been through pain and those who have been through hardships and hurt and anger know a thing or two about what they're talking about whenever they say these kind of things. Like, I, I'll tell another story, you know. Um, I have, you know, emotional issues. I do. Which 
perks, you know, onto, you know, the autism spectrum, you tend to become more emotional than more people. But hey, you're you're your own person in the end. So I would get into fights and I would get angry. I would get really angry. And I would, you know, I would, you know, look back and say, what have I done? Because whenever I, I would become a different person when I would lose control of my temper. I would become a much different person. We all do. And. That's the ugly in us. That's yeah. the bad wolf. That's the devil coming out of yeah. it. That's. Which is another tattoo also, (laughs) which is, um, you know, I, people who aren't into tattoos, you know, think, oh, tattoos, what are you doing? But tattoos tell a story about one's life. Some people who don't want, like, are difficult with telling, you know, stories, you know, that's why I'm going to get a whole bunch of tattoos on my arms is to tell a story about my life and where I've come from, you know, because you... When you tell a story about your life, it can go a long way. Because people will li- people will listen to some people. People will listen to people that have been through hardships and been through pain and know what they're talking about, too. Like, but, you know, that's just me talking about, out of my ass sometimes. But, you know, what do I know? I know nothing. We're all human. A wise man knows nothing. A fool knows everything. Absolutely. Couldn't say about it. Nope. And, you know, a bunch of tattoos that I have, you know, my dog Max, before he died, you know, he was a driving force to helping me become, you know, better. Because when I was going through some dark shit, he was always there. Dogs are unconditional love, man. Dogs have love. Dogs will love you unconditionally. And you know who else loves you unconditionally? I know. <laughs> I know. And that that and and then that's true. I know, man. You could murder a hundred thousand people. You think God didn't love Hitler? He did. He loved us that. all unconditionally. I believe that. The only thing is, though, and it's just this is the truth. If you don't live for God, if you don't if you don't walk with a purpose for God and you ignore him he will ignore you too he's not going to go out of his way and tap you on the shoulder and say hey Dan come here let me make you this offer that's not how it works Nope. you need to walk with God you need to have a purpose and you need to make the best of your life for him in his image for him you need to praise him you need to be thankful and humble for everything you have because there are people out there that don't have half or a quarter of what we have. Nope. And we take that for granted very much. Yep. And at the end of the day, I never believed any of this in my life. I'm the least educated person in religion. But when you have a feeling of a connection with God, it feels like you're loved unconditionally no matter what. So even if I am here alone right now, I know somebody loves me. And and I know that person wants me to do the absolute best I can for myself. And I have in my connection to it, I feel that I don't want to let I don't want to let him down. 
Nope. If Don't I let those thoughts down. If I smoke that cigarette, he's gonna just he's gonna shake his head and be like, you know what? Boom. I gotta do something bad to you for that. Or if I drink that drink or smoke that weed or do the things that I have my my body's craving because I've done it for so long and I've 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 ruined my life and done the wrong thing for so long that I can't and it, it, it's just so hard to explain. I literally, literally can never, ever see myself justifying another cigarette, another drink, another hit of wood. You better not, because then you'll be backing down your promise, and I will be checking up on your ass. I will. You won't even need to. You'll already know. I. It's just, I can say now with 100% confidence, I am not going to fail at this. I'm going to text Mike. And I am I will... going to do right. <laughs> I am going to beat this. I am going to do this. I'm going to become a better person. And even if I don't make a million dollars and I'm not sitting in a beautiful house five years from now, even if I am just in a one-bedroom apartment and I'm working my ass off and I'm just getting by, I'll still be happy because I know I lived up to my end. I'm living up to my end. I'm not killing myself. I'm bettering myself. I'm not taking steps back. I'm taking steps forward. I but just I texted Mike. Five years from now, with this attitude I have now, five years from now, I'm going to do more progress in my life than I've done in 22. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. That's Absolutely. just how I see it right now. And, just... and for me to come out and do it, honestly, I'd be the last person you would think that would be feeling this way. And and people... Not look the at last, right but you're certainly... Look... You are I certainly one of the last... I've even had people say it to me, like, well, this is just an emotional reaction. You went through something very emotional and very traumatic. This is just your reaction to it. But that's not what this is. It's what like you've been through rock bottom your whole life. This is a, a meaning of life. I found meaning in my life. I found something that... I can spend the rest of my life doing and feel good about. If I sat and smoked weed and worshipped a false god, like like a, a football team or whatever the fuck I, I would pick. I'm not saying I don't love my bills, I do. Not about to say, like, are you going to get rid of all your bills shit because of this? or? No, no. It's, Good, it's because all, that's not you. I don't <laughs> idolize them. I don't. I would have said five. I would have said even the day before yesterday, who's your God? I'd be like the Buffalo Bills because I'm an idiot and I didn't believe in God. And I didn't realize he's looking and shaking his head like, Kyle, what are you doing? How are you not going to acknowledge me? How are you going to pretend I don't exist when I tapped you on your shoulder? You just chose to ignore it. Hey, it's your life. I got lucky. He's constantly tapping me on the shoulder trying to get me to do, do the right thing. It's like, he has hey, smartass, wake up. Yeah, he's got a plan for me that he's been trying for me to put into effect for 22 years and I've ignored him. <laughs> he's like that Italian mother that's like constantly slapping and slapping you across the face like, hey, wake up, you. Don't do stupid this, shit. And then he put this wonderful person in my life. Who, for three years, tried to get me to do all these things. And sat back and watched me do nothing. And that's what was the ultimate... Losing that person... Is the worst thing that can happen to me. 
that's my that's my fallout. That's where that's as far as I will allow. And even if I never get them back, even if I never get them back, just the fact of knowing I sabotaged something so great in my life to the point that I lost it is the biggest eye-opening thing you can ever have in your life. You can get drunk and fall down 50 flights of stairs, break your leg, hurt yourself a million times over, but to lose something you love emotionally and that you're connected to, that you know in your heart is right for you, but it's your fault, is a hard thing to accept. It's my fault. For me to sit here and ever try and cast blame on anybody else would be ridiculous. It's my fault this is for where I am. But God put me here for a reason. God wanted this to happen. Because without this happening, I'd never wake up. And I'd never call my friend Dave last night. Big cowboy fan, by the way. I would have never called him last night and went for spiritual guidance. And I would have never learned and I've never I would have never felt that that just that light switch go off and the connection. It was just like a light switch went off and a connection right in my right to my heart and in my brain. I would have never felt that. So I would never be sitting here saying these things like a, a, a very humbling, gratifying experience. These things would have never happened if she didn't have the courage to try and fix her life for the better. She's the brave one in this. I can never smoke, drink, do anything again. She's the brave one in this. She's the bravest person that I know because she had something that was a norm to her for three years. She could have sat by and just accepted it and said, oh, well, I love him. And that's just who he is. Or she can take a step forward in her life and say, I need to take a step back and see what's best for me because this is toxic and this isn't best for me and I'm not happy this way. It takes a lot of guts to do that. I don't think I could have done that because I was in a relationship before this that I didn't do that. I didn't have the courage to do that. Even knowing I felt it in my heart, I didn't have the courage to do that. But she did have the courage to do that. And I can never blame her for that. I respect her and thank her for that. Now, my job right now is to become the best human being possible. And I know deep down in my heart, if she sees the person that I'm going to be, and if she sees how I've changed for real, like this is not a fucking fluke. This is not a joke. This is not a little thing. I think that if she see over time, she will see this and she will slowly accept me back into her life. And when she does that, I won't let her down. And who knows? That may not happen at all. You know what I'm saying? She could just be done and walk off into the sunset. And I have to live with the regrets that I did forever. And that's on me. Those are my, that's my cross to bear. And I deserve it. See, accountability in life is, is probably the most important thing in life. Because if you don't accept accountability for the, your actions and the things you do, nobody else is going to. So you're just going to snowball, keep doing the same thing. If you come home and say, my boss is a fucking asshole, I need a beer, drink the beer. Who's the real asshole? Who's accountable for that? Is it your boss? Because your boss isn't sitting in your living room popping the beer and telling you to drink it. You are. Yep. 
you're using that beer as a crutch to de-escalate from him. You're using that to bring your... But he's just the boss. He's got to be a dick. He's got to tell you what to do. If you accepted accountability for your job and said, okay, I'll do it. This is my job. I'm guilty of this. I've looked at people in my job like, wow, my boss is really making my heart, my day hard. Why is he doing this? But he's not doing it. What? I'm going to accept him? I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to expect him to, to do my work for me or to make it easy for me or to to take on more work for himself when he earned the spot that he has above me? He's the boss for a reason. He earned that. I didn't. So how am I going to get mad for him for taking the load off himself and putting it onto me? That's his job. That's why he's the boss. That's why he's there. But in my head, I'd be like, this guy's a dick. He's making my life hard. I have to do this now. I have to do that now. Do you know how hard this work is? Instead of saying, you know what, Kyle? There's somebody sitting in the street right now that would die to be in this job. He would love to be in this job. He'd love to be sitting here doing what you're doing and getting paid for it, but he can't because you got the opportunity and he didn't. So I'm a selfish person for sitting there and getting mad at my, I'm being selfish. I'm being egotistical. I'm being narcissistic to think that I shouldn't have to work hard. No, I should have to work hard for everything I do. If I have to take the hardest way possible, then that's what I have to do. If I have to take, I should want to take the hardest way possible. Why would I not want to take the hardest way possible? Because when I'm done taking that hardest way possible, the next way is going to be the easiest. It's always hard going uphill, easy going downhill. Yep. So if I take on the hardest things all the time and I just gut it out, not complain, be humble, thank God for the opportunity. What's going to happen? I'm going to become better. I'm going to do bigger, better things. I'm going to earn more money. I'm going to get promoted. I'm gonna, people are going to love being around me. People are going to want to be friends with me. People are going to think I'm a good person, a nice guy. Because those, that's what I'm projecting. But when I walk around with my head down, I'm like, fuck, man, today's hard. It's hot out. It's this. It's that. It's this. It's that. That's been me my whole life. It's harder than it should be, or or this happened and now it's hard, or this instead of just gutting it out and doing it. So I I developed a mentality in my mind of the world's picking on me and I'm a victim, and that's the worst thing you can do. The I'm a victim, I'm a victim of that, I'm a victim of this. We're not victims. Nobody's a victim in any circumstance in anything because we live for God. And anything that happens to you happens for a reason and was supposed to happen. So your best thing to do is to suck it up and do it and not bitch about it and not complain about it. And the, and the, beyond, and the fucked up thing is, though, I'm sitting here, I'm going out, I'm running two, three miles a day, coming off smoking 20 cigarettes a day. Fuck yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? That's not easy to do. Nope. But I keep running. I keep going. I keep going. And guess what? It gets How bad do you want it? How it bad do you want to make yourself a better person? It gets easier. I can go farther. I can go faster. It gets easier. It gets easier. It gets easier. How bad do you want it? I'm accepting things in my... I'm accepting faults in my life. Yep. It's my fault I put on weight. Nobody put that food in my mouth. Nobody took me off my diet and, and knocked the weight out of my hand or because the gym closed because of coronavirus. They didn't say I can't do push-ups because of the coronavirus. They didn't say I can't do sit-ups. They didn't say I had to stop working out. I did that. 
so I put on the weight that I put on. I feel bad about myself because I did bad myself. And that's the number one common uh, fault in human beings. We always play the victim. Yep. It's always somebody else's fault when it never actually is. Yep. That's all. It's self, it's accountability. If you account for yourself and you account for your own actions, you're going to do positive, better things in your life. Yep. Nobody won a race by kicking a can being pissed off. Nope. People who win the race are motivated and running towards winning. How race. bad do you want it? How bad do you want to make yourself a better person? Strive Absolutely. to your goal. Strive to your goal. My coach told me this whole my coach told me this game before. He put this in front of me when I first put on those pads in football. He said, How bad do you want this? How bad do you want to make yourself better? Work for it. You work for it. Work to making those catches. Work to making those tackles. Work to making those sacks. Work to making those plays. Work to making yourself a better person. It's not just going to be spoon-fed to you. No, it won't. Nothing is. And, and to be honest, God will continually test you. Because he he's going to want to see your faith. He's going to always test your faith. It would be too easy not to. If you were never presented with a problem and you were never presented with an obstacle, you would never be able to overcome an obstacle or defeat a problem. So it's the same way with God. So God tests you constantly. And if you turn around and say, why God? Why would you do this to me? You already know why. You're just not taking accountability. You should know, okay, God's testing me. But guess what? God knows I love him, and I'm going to pass this test for him in his name. And I'm not going to run around and tell people about it. I'm not going to go say, hey, guess what? I did all that myself. I'm the man. No. You're going to do it. You're going to look up and say, thank you, God, for letting me overcome that obstacle. Thank you, God, for putting me in a position where I can come over that obstacle. That's the difference in my mindsets between people who find God and 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 tackle their their addictions and, and and become better people and the people who a month from now are going to be sitting there smoking and falling back into all their bad habits and that's the two kyles that's the good wolf and the bad wolf the bad wolf kyle could easily be sitting here in a month smoking cigarettes drinking saying ah fuck it it's easier to give up but the good wolf the good kyle the, the Kyle I am today and that I am going to be says, no, fuck that. I'll never allow that to happen again. Fuck yeah. I'm going to, every day I'm going to be mindful and conscious to my Lord and Savior. And I'm going to be mindful to completing my goals. And I'm not going to have one day where I fall off and say it's okay to, to, to give up. Or it's okay to say, hey, this is too hard. Let me try another way. Yep. I'm done being that person. I've been it for 22 years. I've had people, I had my friend tell me all of these things. He told, he's read every self-help book, everything that there is to know. This kid has read and he never went to high school, never graduated, never went to college. And he's one of the most successful people I've ever met. 
And not only that, he has the same mindset that I've just developed, and he's been force-feeding force it down my throat while I throw it back up into his face for years. I'm That's happy a for huge you, regret for me. I could have done this so long ago if I would have listened. Well, who really listens? Because if, if I wasn't listening to God at that point, what am I going to listen to another human being for? You know what I'm saying? Yep. I'm happy God for you, bro. God needs me accept accountability. Now that I understand that I have a connection, and now that I understand that I live for something, yep. now I can take accountability and be like, wow, you know what? He was trying to help me, and I just thought he was annoying me yep. and, push, and pushing his thoughts on me. And that's like me going to somebody and telling them, like, hey, man, you need to find God. I think it could really help you. I have no right to do that and force religion on people, but I'm just, I'm not doing it. And that's what God would want. God would want me to say, hey, this is the way. Consider it. Give a look into it. But somebody else would look at it like, oh, fuck this guy trying to force his religion down my throat. Forget this guy who's trying to make me believe in something that I don't believe in. But that's not the case. And I used to think that way. I used to think that when people would tell me, like, hey, I found God, and I would scoff, I would laugh, I'd be like, huh, okay, you and every other dude who went to prison. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you made a mistake, and now you want to make up for it. And, but I now I'm realizing that it takes a crossroads. It takes something being taken away from you or something given to you, say a child, or say some kind of something that where you hit a wall. And you have a choice. Are you going to fucking knock that wall down? Are you going to take the sledgehammer, put the work in, and knock that wall down? Or are you going to turn around and find another direction to go around that wall? And hey, guess what? There may never be another way around that wall. So that's what I did for 22 years. I went walking around looking, hey, how am I going to get around this wall? How am I going to get around this wall? And then to realize today that there is no other way over that wall then through it. Yep. Another I quote that I... Um... My biggest challenge right now is being humble enough and, and taking accountability of myself enough to accept that I have faulted my whole life. I have not done the right thing my whole life. And I have to accept that. That's my burden yep. now for the rest of my life. So even 20 years from now, where I'm doing great and I'm 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 good, I'm living a great life and I'm living for God and I'm happy and I'm experiencing happiness and and I'm 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 content and I accomplish things I wanted to accomplish. I mean, I'll always have more because the goal is always to be the best person you can be while you're here. Yep. But I'm always gonna look back like, wow, I gave up 22 years. For 22 years, I did not, I could have done that the whole time and it would have been way easier to get here. But, but the, the fact is, though, God's answer to that would be, you had to do those 22 years. It's the same way for a guy who does 22 years in prison yep. and comes out and reforms his life and does the right thing for the rest of his life. He would have never done that if he didn't do that 22 years in prison and learn and take accountability and accept it. So I had to do this. I had. So, 
you know, that burden is a regret and it's something, but I won't let that bury me because that would be counterproductive to what I want to do for the next 22 years. It's not hard to figure out. You just have to open your heart up and accept something that a lot of people are too pride-filled or narcissistic to accept. And I was one of those people for a very long time. Like, I can't get enough of it now. I'm reading the Bible. I'm going for runs. Tonight, I'm going back. I'm going back to my friend's house and seeking more spiritual counseling. Because I want this to be a part of my life. And I want this to be something that's just not, this isn't just a phase. This is not a phase. And I know it's hard to believe, and a lot of people around me aren't going to believe me, and I don't need them to. This is where we are. Yep. And I think I've said everything I need to say. Yep. All right. This is a, this is a fun show. It's, this was. I'm going to stay on the phone for a bit. i got to tell you something. So okay. thanks for sticking with us for this episode guys and I love all you guys we're all damn straight every one of you damn straight